Okay. Commissioner Ali? Yes. Present. Commissioner Dillard? Here. Commissioner Johnson? Here. Commissioner Harris? Here. Commissioner Rivera? Here. And Commissioner Traore? Here. Thank you. Um, does anyone want to read the land acknowledgement? I can. We meet today in the community of Iowa City, which now occupies the homelands of Native American nations to whom we owe our commitment and dedication. The area of Iowa City was within the homelands of the Iowa, Meskwaki, and Sauk. And because history is complex and time goes far back beyond memory, we also acknowledge the ancient connections of many other indigenous peoples here. The history of broken treaties and forced removal that dispossessed indigenous peoples of their homelands was and is an act of colonization and genocide that we cannot erase. We implore the Iowa City community to commit to understanding and addressing these injustices as we work toward equity, restoration, and reparations. Thank you. Um, so the way this is written, it says, um, the nominations and vote for chair and vice chair. Um, the reason why I wanted this to be on the agenda is because um, the last meeting uh, wasn't publicly recorded. Um, and so I wanted to get um, everything on public record. Um, and that's why it is one of our agenda items. And I know that um, while Mohammed, um, in his resignation speech, he had mentioned um, <clears throat> that he wanted me to have the position. I didn't want to outwardly accept that position without making sure that we discussed it as a commission and took a vote on it. Would you accept a nomination as chair? Yes. I'd like to make a motion to elect um, Vice Chair Ali into the chair position. Can someone second that? I second. And we can have further discussion now if other people wanna talk or if other people I think um, are interested in the position. No further discussion? Okay, you want me to do roll call? Okay. Thanks. Commissioner Ali? Yes. Commissioner Daniel? Um, I'm going to, I just got here, so I'm going to recuse myself on okay. this vote. Commissioner Dillard? Yes. Commissioner Gathawa? Yes. Commissioner Johnson? Yes. Commissioner Harris? Yes. Commissioner Rivera? Yes. And Commissioner Traore? Uh, yes. Motion passes 7-0. Um, and then the next thing <clears throat> that we have to talk about is the vice chair role. Um, is there anyone that wants to come forward and say that they would be willing to do the duties of vice chair? I, if, if nobody uh, else wants to, I want to nominate um, either Chastity or Kevo. Um, I don't know what you guys feel about that. Um, but 
Yeah, I'll, so I'll say um, that Commissioner uh, Chastity and I have had kind of discussions about, you know, um, what would be best um, and if we would be fit for the position. I don't think that we came to any conclusion. And a lot of the things um, we are waiting on was just kind of hearing what the commission um, thought was needed in a leadership position and what was needed, um, what qualities were needed in the vice chair and what um, they were expecting out of that. So uh, before I accept a nomination, I'd like to hear from the other commissioners if you have any thoughts on you know what this commission needs in a vice chair. Um, I'll go ahead real quick. So what's needed um, is something that I don't have a lot of. I would have said I, I would step up into that role, but it's what's needed is time. Have to have the appropriate time to be able to assume that role, and that's why I couldn't like try to nominate myself because I lack that. <laughs> Need time and somebody to dedicate like their time to being in that role. That's the only thing I would say. Okay, Commissioner Ali. Uh, since you'll be working very closely with the vice chair, I'd like to hear what you think um, we need in a vice chair. Um, I think what Eric said is really important time and not to say that one of their time is more important than the others. Um, but I want to be respectful to the fact that uh, Kevo is taking medical boards in a couple of months. Um, and a lot of you probably don't know that, but, um, that is really time consuming. And I don't think that it would be fair to ask, um, that you take on this role as you're starting, you know, the ACLU stuff and prepping for boards. Um, I think chastity is great because Chastity um, has worked in the community and works for the neighborhood centers. And a lot of her expertise is in like the outreach and the um, social media and stuff with NCJC. Um, so that's why I think that it would be a really good fit for Chastity. Um, I have, I don't really have much to say. Um, as Kevo has already mentioned, we talked about this and I agree with him. We're both just, I am um, willing to do whatever is best to move this commission forward. So whatever we all think is best, I will dedicate time to towards. Um, but I equally think that Kevo could do an amazing job as well. So <laughs> whatever, whatever we want, I just want to move this forward. Um, I'm going to make a motion to nominate Chastity as the vice chair. Seconded. Any further discussion? I just fully support that. You're going to pass boards and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Cross your fingers for me, everyone. <laughs> and then in six months, we'll reassess. <laughs> Commissioner Ali? Yes. Commissioner Daniel? Yes. Commissioner Dillard? Do I vote on this? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Commissioner Gathawa? Yes. Commissioner Johnson? Yes. Commissioner Harris? Yes. Commissioner Rivera? Yes. And Commissioner Traore? Yes. Motion passes 8 0. Awesome. Perfect. Um, next is the approval of the meeting minutes from June 16th. I'm going to make a motion to approve. 
I second. Does anyone have any edits or revisions that they want to make? Okay. Commissioner Ali? Yes. Commissioner Daniel? Yes. Commissioner Dillard? Yes. Commissioner Gathawa? Yes. Commissioner Johnson? Yes. Commissioner Harris? Yes. Uh, Commissioner Rivera? Yes. Commissioner Traore? Yes. Passes 8 0. Next up is public comment of items not on the agenda. Uh, the commissioner shall not engage in discussion with public concerning said items. Um, we're going to start with folks on Zoom. If there's anyone on Zoom that wants to make a public comment about something that is not on our agenda, now would be a good time to raise your hand. Okay. Um, if there's anyone here that would like to make a public comment about something that is not on the agenda, um, now would be a good time to speak. Um, the microphone is right over there. Hola, buenas tardes. Mi nombre es Ninoca Campos. Vivo en Iowa City y trabajo para la organización Escucha Mi Voz. Good afternoon. My name is Ninoca Campos. I live in Iowa City and I work for Escucha Mi Voz. You guys are actually on the agenda. You're oh, the I'm next sorry. item okay. on the agenda. Sorry. No, no worries. I just wanted to make sure you knew that. <laughs> That's okay. Unless there is something else that you wanted to talk about. <laughs> but we're, we're looking forward to hearing from you, Nasta. Hello, my name is Angie Jordan, not on the agenda, just giving out some gratitude to everybody who's come to the diversity markets, <clears throat> whether you've come in person or if you've uh, promoted them or you've just sent positive vibes. Just want to say that it means a lot to have the commissioners there in whatever capacity they can be um, for that new tradition in the South District. So just saying thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, next up um, is... <clears throat> the American Rescue Plan Act funds, the Johnson County Direct Assistance Program, and the Excluded Worker Funds. So now would be a good time. Um, do we wanna let the public comment first before uh, you make your presentation or do we, are we fine with letting the public comment after? I think they're part of the public comment. Okay, go ahead. Como ustedes saben, nosotros somos una coalición de trabajadores excluidos que surgió en el mes de abril del año pasado. As you may know, we are a coalition of excluded workers that started kind of last March, um, last April, while back now. Buscando justicia y dignidad para todos los trabajadores inmigrantes que son los que sacan la economía de este estado adelante. Looking for justice and dignity for all the workers that um, uh, move this economy forward. Peleamos 3.5 millones de dólares ganando 2 millones de dólares ante el condado y millón y medio ante la ciudad. We fought uh, for the 3.5 million dollars uh, from the ARPA, 2 million from the county and 1.5 from the city. Para obtener cheques de 1.400 dólares para cada persona que se vio afectada durante la pandemia. So that um, people that were affected in the pandemic could get 1,400 dollar checks. Entonces yo estoy ante ustedes esta tarde para que ustedes nos apoyen frente al condado y frente a la ciudad. I'm here in front of you this afternoon um, to ask for your support um, in terms uh, in relation to the county and the city. 
ya que ustedes saben que ellos jugaron el juego de lotería, dejaron excluida 319 personas. Uh, you know, because of the lottery, there was 319 people left out. Ya fuimos ante el condado la semana pasada, fuimos ante la ciudad, porque fueron 319 personas excluidas. Last week we went in front of the county um, and the city because of the 319 people that were left out. Lo cual este es un impacto negativo en las familias porque de hecho mi hijo fue negado del cheque de estímulo. Yo sí salí beneficiada. They had a negative impact um, during the pandemic. My son was left out. I did qualify. Donde sabemos que todavía la ciudad tiene dinero para implementar y poderle dar a estas personas. We know the city has money um, that they could implement into it and include these people. Y todas las personas que no salieron elegibles son las personas que viven en los lotes de trailers rodantes de Iowa. A lot of the folks that were left out are folks that live um, in the mobile home parks um, around the city borders. Porque los lotes de trailer quedan aparte de la ciudad. Esto es una discriminación. The trailer lots um, are, they're outside of the city. Um, this is a discrimination. Donde ustedes saben que los lotes de trail acaban de ser vendidas a grandes corporaciones de otros lugares. You may know that um, the trailer parks recently have been a blessing to the big corporations that have bought them out. Lo cual eso no beneficia en nada porque en vez de ayudar no fueron a aumentar la renta. This isn't helping them at all. Instead of helping them, they're increasing their rent. Y dejar estas personas sin el cheque es algo ilógico. To leave these people out of the check is not logical. Nosotros queremos, como les dije, que ustedes traten de hablar con ellos y les, les hagan saber, verdad, que aporten a estas 319 personas que no van a recibir cheque. We would like to ask you to talk with them and support um, the 319 people that were left out. Mañana van a salir todos los cheques. Mañana van a someter los 1,919 cheques a todas las personas. Tomorrow they're going to be mailing out the 1,900 checks to all the people. Ahora mi pregunta, como estos trabajadores de McDonald's que perdieron sus trabajos, el día 19 fue su último día de trabajo porque lo sacaron por no tener un estatus migratorio. A lot of workers in McDonald's recently lost their work. Um, the 19th was their last day. Um, they were kicked out because of their legal status. Y la mayoría de ellas salieron negados del cheque. The majority of them were denied the check. Solamente gracias. That's it, thank you. Buenas tardes, mi nombre es Brisney García. Uh, good afternoon. My name is Brisney Garcia. Uh, yo soy, uh, vivo en Iowa City, eh, vivo en las trailers del Scott Boulevard. I'm from Iowa City. I live in the trailers on Scott Boulevard. Estoy aquí por la misma razón. Eh, yo no fui elegida para el cheque de estímulo. I'm here for the same reason. I wasn't, uh, I didn't get the check. Y quería pues pedirles por favor eh, que si ustedes pueden ayudar en, en considerar volvernos a incluir en este cheque a las 319 personas que hemos quedado excluidas. I'm here also asking if you guys could reconsider and support us that, so we could um, uh, become included in, in, the, in the pool. 
Si ustedes tienen el poder de poder hacerlo de, con la mano en el corazón, se los pido por favor que nos ayuden a las 319 personas que hemos quedado excluidas. If you have the power to do that, we would ask with all of our heart that you would um, help those who are excluded. Yo soy madre de familia, tengo dos hijos y yo esperaba de verdad este cheque para poder suplir a mí, a mis hijos y a mi esposo también. Él no salió también este beneficiado. Yo les pido de corazón, por favor, que nos ayuden si ustedes tienen el poder. I'm a mom of a family, uh, two kids, and I was counting on this money to help. Uh, my husband also didn't win the lottery. So I would ask you from all my heart if you could um, help support us. Mi marido y yo somos personas que trabajamos. Eh, nosotros pagamos impuestos. Como ustedes saben, este, la, yo vivo en las tierras del Scott Boulevard. Ahí en estos momentos la, la, lo que es la renta se va a, a subir. Ustedes saben por todo lo que está pasando. Um, my husband and myself, we both work, we pay taxes, and you know, because we live in the trailers, um, soon in any moment, our rent is about to be going up. Entonces, por favor, se los pido de, con la mano al corazón que nos ayuden. Si ustedes lo pueden hacer, en verdad, estas 319 personas les vamos a estar agradecidos. Somos personas trabajadoras y pienso que todos lo necesitamos, este dinero. Y por favor, ayúdenos. Dios los bendiga. Buenas tardes. So we would ask from all of our heart if you could help us include us in those uh, 900 or, you know, 1900 people. We would be very grateful for your support and we ask from our hearts and thanks to God. Thank you. I just might say a couple words if you don't mind. I'm Emily from the Catholic Worker and I really appreciate you ta your time and letting us come today. Um, there was a resident in Coralville that sent us um, a letter and I just wanted to read a little bit about it. Uh, when I read about the program, my wife and I immediately applied on April 27th, two days after the applications opened. A few weeks later, when the deadline was extended, we thought that was great. We thought that would mean our application would be accepted and we would be approved among others. When it came out that we didn't get approved, we thought that odds of us both being denied on a random lottery was very low with the published numbers, less than 1%. We didn't know about the extra monies given from the Iowa City for Iowa City residents only. We even sent two emails to the program for clarification that went unanswered. In a way, we feel deceived. It was not a random drawing, as said so on the website, and still does. There was more to it than that. Extending the deadline and the applicant pool just created fewer slots for the people of Johnson County as a whole who don't live in Iowa City all for the sake of Iowa City residents who would have been funded no matter what. I feel lied to and deceived, and I hope you will consider going back into the program and providing accounting in a way that all people who applied, regardless of what side the river they live on, can get access to this support. My wife and I will be fine, but for the sake of those who may not be, please reconsider. I think we've learned a lot during this program and uncovered a lot of, you know, just unblanketed all you know the structural barriers that marginalized populations face and so that's been good and going in you know we didn't know what to expect um and so contracts were made and agreements were made but you know we were surprised when you know we were excited knowing that oh my gosh you know maybe everyone can get this check and so i think it makes sense a lot of sense for a variety of reasons uh, for iowa city to you know, stand up and be a leader and work um, as a team with the county because of a, a few things. You know, one, first, the money is already allocated. 
Um, and so I know, you know, other cities have contributed less, but Iowa City got so much more money than other cities. It's there, it's allocated, and they can kind of move the pieces around so they can fund more Iowa City residents, and then the county can fund others if that's a question. The other reason is the people are identified. We already know who they are. They've already jumped through all the hoops to apply for, um, so it'd be easy. And the best way we can help people is to give them money directly in their pockets because they know what they need it for best, not us. And then finally, I just wanted to touch on Anyoska's point. Like she mentioned, um, McDonald's was owned by a Brian family. I heard that he was sick and they sold the company. So many workers were laid off. Their last day was Monday. And it was a lot more than just losing a job. They lost their family. Um, they've been there you know, these workers, 15, 20 plus years. So it's kind of a big blow right now in the community. And then on top of that, being excluded from a check because they live in unincorporated Johnson has really hit them hard. So we would appreciate any support you could give us. Um, and we, we hope that, um, we hope Iowa City can work with the county and step up and, you know, do what's right. So thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone on Zoom <clears throat> that wants to make a comment or respond? Um, well, I'm so thankful for um, those who joined us tonight and um, shared about their experience and, and why this is so important to them. You know, this commission um, has been on board and was part of the excluded one excluded workers fund coalition um, early on um, and i think it's important for us to be keenly aware of what's going on now um, so uh, kind of to get everyone on the same page and um, to, there's more information in the late handouts and in the agenda packet but in summary um, a large amount of money was returned to Iowa City that it had already committed um, to, uh, to providing to the uh, direct assistance program that Johnson County was coordinating. Um, the way that the money got dispersed was um, that Johnson County by lottery um, uh, selected uh, enough participants that would um, use up all of the funds that they had allotted. Um, and then Iowa City uh, came in and with some of its money um, funded the rest of Iowa City residents um, but unfortunately, that meant that 319 other individuals who uh, were eligible for the funds um, could not get those funds, despite the fact that that money was available. Um, what uh, seems to be kind of uh, possible, based on what I've heard, is that um, the city can, through a vote at their next uh, city council meeting, uh, vote on whether they would like to reauthorize uh, the money that was returned back to them um, that they had committed. Uh, um, and, and, and somehow um, provide it back to Johnson County so that Johnson County could um, provide uh, direct payment to the rest of um, its eligible applicants. Um, and so I uh, was trying to think of the best way that this commission uh, can help um, advocate for that. I, um, on, in the agenda, I drafted um, a recommendation. Um, it's the, the title is agenda item seven. Um, but one question that I have for Stephanie is, um, would a recommendation that the TRC makes today make it onto the agenda packet for city council on August or August 2nd? Uh, no, okay. it wouldn't. But okay. that doesn't mean that city council can't be informed of. Sure. Recommendation. 
So um, other ways I think that this commission can um, really advocate is for as many of us as possible be present um, uh, and advocate at um, during public comment at the city council meeting on August 2nd. And then a very easy way for us to also reach out to city council is we have their emails. And if all of us just want to reach out to each city council member, um, with you know whatever else we want to say and, and make that recommendation, then we can. But um, um, yeah, I'll shut up. But does anyone have any other thoughts? Yeah. Um. Yes, please. Um, so for, for people on Zoom, we just have um, some. We're just going to take a pause for uh, some translation. escribió algo un propósito para conectar con la ciudad también otras ideas ellos pueden ir a hablar con la ciudad o mandar un correo electrónico y se van a discutir entre ellos just did like a little summary thank you so it's okay uh, we meet before and after but I really appreciate the time that you guys provide Mohammed Um, so what I can say is I still stand by uh, last year in terms of being in full support of you. Um, I can commit right now myself as I will be at that August 2nd meeting. And I'm speaking on public comment. Hey, Mo, we're having um, a little bit of um, difficulty. Is there a different um, an internet connection that uh, you have available? Uh, can you hear me better now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I will be, uh, that August 2nd meeting, I will speak at public comment. Um, in addition, um, I'll do what I can over this next week or ahead of that time to uh, reach out to any individuals I can, uh, to find out more, um, ahead of time. And additionally, I have reached out to, uh, David Goodner as well, um, to meet with him next week. So, uh, that's just all I have, but with that, I yield the floor. Let's see. Let me find the best way to say what I want to say. Um, this is an issue that I took on, um, and it's an issue that become kind of personal to me. Um, it should have been a happy moment that they were going to issue those checks to the people who needed it. The only thing that that's just the thing that sticks out is I know people who got the checks, and I know people who are not getting the checks. What do you tell those people? Because, you know, you hear the name excluded workers. Well, these guys are gonna be further excluded. Um, we can look at gas prices right now. We can look at just the price of living right now. People need help. Um, we're not out of the COVID thing. We just came back from the high transmission rate again. So we're not out of that bubble. Um, it, um, the call for the city to reauthorize that money, I don't think that should be a problem. I, I think that should be an easy thing. We're gonna pay 1,900 people. Can't leave those 300 people just left out, 319 people. And that's kind of ironic that it's 319 people if you think about it. That's the area code that we live in. It's kind of ironic that it's 319 people. 
I, I, I actually sat and thought about it for me to even think like that, like 319 people. Huh. It seems a little weird to me. Um, another thing, and lastly, what I say is, um, I've been in this for the, the long haul. Um, last summer, when we went to go out and go check on people in the mobile homes. Me and my son, you know, we did a lot of work doing that and to check on people. And I did not see or hear from one city official or going to check on these people. I went to some of the most devastated trailer parks that we have in this area. And I just can't believe that people are not paying attention to what's going on. And leaving the three, the 319 people out, that's kind of like kicking people when they're already down. So with that, I will. I wonder, I'm oh, sorry. Um, I am, I really like this recommendation or this draft recommendation. Um, the only suggestion, and I think I said this to David the other day, um, was that I don't think it should just go to the city of Iowa City. Like, I think that we should send this to all councils in Johnson County um, because I know that there are some places like the, you said Coralville was that person where who you read from, right? Is it was Coralville? Like they put in thirty thousand. The city of North Liberty put in zero dollars. Um, so that's like the only change I would make is that not to have it say like just specifically Iowa City, but like to change it change the wording so that it's something that we can send to other councils, because I think that that's really important too. Yeah. I mean, that's a good idea, but some, and I'm not going to say which council has indicated, go talk to the city. They've already indicated that. So, and yeah, I mean, you know, that's what they, you know, they try to say, you know, it's the city, go talk to the city, go get them to read out. We don't have, we don't want to hear about it. You know, that's already been said immediately at the joint instances meeting. Did you have something that you were going to say? Yeah. I, so, um, the first thing that I was going to say was, um, you know, if we can't get this recommendation, um, on their agenda packet, one thing that maybe we can vote on is to approve this recommendation. And then one of us read it at the August 2nd meeting after we discuss the, the text a little bit more. Um, I, I get the sentiment of needing to reach out to other cities, um, we are not representatives of the of other cities. And so the, I think the best that we can is sort of use um, our clout and our positions as commissioners to have conversations with folks in those um, cities. Um, but I, I think that um, I think that this recommendation as written to Iowa City should stand and then we can create other recommendations replacing yeah. the um replacing Iowa City Council to whatever council and just have separate recommendations. Perfect. I probably messed up the way I said it, but that was what I meant to say the way you worded it was perfect. Any other discussion about this? I just would want to thank all the commissioners who have put more work and who have been our lead on 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 really following up and walking the walk with excluded workers thank you on behalf of all of us 
and I'll also just add my voice that as the coordinator for NISA African Family Services, we are one of the signatories on behalf of NISA to work with the excluded workers and some of those are part of the population that we serve. So oh, we go with the, I, I agree, thank you also Kevo for drafting the recommendation for us and Commissioner Triore for committing to be there on August 2nd, such that even if we don't get the recommendation on the agenda, we shall be part of the public comments. Thank you. And I would just add one more thing. Um, I mentioned in my, in my previous comments that it's a personal thing. And the reason that it's like that is because most of the excluded workers, I know them personally because I worked with them so closely. Emily probably got had to see me last summer <laughs> because that's how closely that I worked with them. So I'm just saying it's just something has to be done, you know, you know, because I work, you know, I've been through many things with the scooter workers and it's something that, you know, like, like, like we all have an issue that we're kind of passionate about. And that's kind of been the thing that I've kind of been passionate about is because um, I have personally, you know, people who are excluded that are in my family. So it's a personal thing. So um, I'll make a motion in a second, but one thing that I can do is um, I can create sort of email drafts for all the commissioners um, and try to source all the different relevant emails that we can um, have an email campaign to for the other cities, you know, with, with different texts that um, is more targeted towards them. But I'd like to make a motion for us to approve this recommendation as written um, and for me or someone in my stead to read it at the August 2nd meeting of city council. Second. Is that a second? Second. Thank you. Any um, further discussion? Would anyone like to make any other edits to the text? Okay. Commissioner Ali. Oh, I think. Oh, sorry. Um, is this something we'd consider publishing in a local newspaper as an editorial? Is that, is that something we could do? As long as it passes by a majority. It has to have a vote. But I mean, we could also, could probably do a news release too, I guess. Oh. I'll let the chair and vice chair <laughs> figure that out, but sorry to hold up the vote. I mean, yeah, you can the do the vote and we can follow up on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say we'll follow up on it after. Okay. Okay. So Commissioner Ali? Yes. Commissioner Daniel? Yes. Commissioner Dillard? Yes. Commissioner Gatua? Yes. Commissioner Johnson? Yes. Commissioner Harris? Yes. Commissioner Rivera? Yes. And Commissioner Traore? Yes. Motion passes 8-0. Okay. Um, the next uh, agenda item is a follow-up on the proclamation. Um, is Commissioner Sikawis in the... Okay. Um, all right. So we're going to skip that one because they are not in... Um, they're not in attendance. Um, so then after that would be the proposal submitted by Think Peace, Kearns and West 
Native Partners and the Healing Partners team. Um, and if everyone is okay with having the presentation go first and then people, um, we can do public comment and then commissioner comments. Is that okay to do it in that format? Yes. Okay. Um, and then before um, they start presenting, I just want everyone to kind of think about this or plant the seed in everyone's head before um, they begin their presentation. Um, I really don't want to be in a situation where we get denied again <laughs> by council. Um, I, I really think that it might be in our best interest um, not to maybe vote completely to approve this, but I think it might be worthwhile for us to set up a presentation on the August 2nd, you know, uh, council meeting, and then be able to have a discussion with that. And that council can say what their concerns are and what their issue is. And then that way they can rework it and bring it back to the table. Um, I just really don't want to go to council with something that we've approved already and then have them deny it because we missed out on a chance to kind of communicate and maybe get on the same page about everyone's scope and have that open conversation. Um, I spoke with Eduardo briefly and he told me that he thought that that was actually a really good idea. Um, I think that, yeah, it's something that we should think about. Um, and maybe we'll come back to that after the presentation's done. But I think uh, if you guys are ready to start. Um, if you, um, you're welcome to sit. We have an open uh, microphone. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get all cozy. Well, thank you for having us. Um, so I am V Fix My Rise. I'm the CEO and founder of SD Planning. We'll just do introductions real quick. You know us, but just to make sure everybody is familiar. I'm Angie Jordan. I'm the CEO and founder of Benjamin's Empowerment. <laughs> Annie Tupper, and I'm the director and one of the founders of Mediation Services of Eastern Iowa, which is a 501c3 local. And then we also are joined on Zoom uh, by some fellow colleagues. Yeah. Hey, folks. Larry Schooler from Kearns and West. Good to see you all again. David Ragland. I don't know if he's there or not. Well, David Raglan is joining us um, with Think Peace. Uh, I'm sure he will pop in as soon as he can. <laughs> um, so you have our proposal in front of you. We were just gonna go through it. We did not create a presentation in any formal capacity. Uh, we have been before you before and certainly um, in different iterations. And so we really wanted to keep this very simple. Um, and just wanted to say thank you to everybody. Um, we have met with commissioners. We've talked with city council members. We've, you know, ever since the, the last sort of proposal uh, and that pause, we really have taken that time 
to dig in and see you know, what would be a, a good pathway forward. So that is what this proposal represents to the best of our abilities. Um, and really just wanted to um, start off by saying that really this is four proposals in one proposal. So um, there are four of us, four entities, and that's why you kind of see that number four here. Uh, but we also want to make clear that we have been working and engaging with the TRC and with each other for the past several months, if not longer. And so we feel that what we're bringing before you is very um, interdependent uh, upon all of each other. So not to say that you could really take any one of the groups and just move forward with that, but that we really want to like recognize everybody's expertise and skills. Um, we really have uh, a community-led framework for moving at the speed of trust. That is really important to us as community members. We have to build that lasting, those lasting authentic relationships. It has to be here and continuing to grow um, as we go through this whole process. Um, and so we really talked a lot with folks and came up with the phased approach that seems the most doable in a lot of ways. And um, we have a local partners component, obviously, to it, but we really have it broken out into a couple of different phases. And each phase, we have the first one being three months and the second one being four months. We want to recognize uh, from the outset, as it says, that there's a lot of potential for overlap between these phases. So we say three months, we say four months. That's what we would like to stick to. And things come up, things change, but that's, that's you know, kind of how life is, right? Um, and so that's why we have this two-phase approach. And we really thought that it was important to do the two phases because after one of the phases, we can evaluate and say, did we accomplish what we needed to accomplish? Are we on the right path? Do we need to pivot? Is there something we're missing before we head into the next phase? Um, and we felt like that was a good approach because it seems uh, more manageable. Instead of saying, we're gonna do all of the things and we know what all of those things are, we are just sort of acknowledging that we don't know what we don't know. And that while we have expertise and, and experience in the room, every city is different. Um, every process is different. So uh, that's what you'll see um, in this uh, proposal. Another important component um, to this, and if I've missed anything, please speak up. Yeah, I would just, I would just yeah. add and echo that phased approach piece, having had conversations with TRC members, city, um, also other nonprofit entities in Iowa City, also with the residents as well that came to us, which was really exciting. So um, being grateful for that pause, even though there was a lot of discomfort, it allowed uh, what we're presenting in front of you today to be more informed by folks outside of our circles. And like V said, being able to tether it into this interdependent uh, four entity that you know Kearns and West started, they were the first proposal, they're still part of it. Right, so that there's space and roles for all of us to play. We didn't lose anything. We've gained so much, um, and trying to package it so that it can also be malleable, um, I think, is a challenge. But it's also really exciting um, because it can become a template for later down the road, whether it's for Iowa City work or um, in the state or in the nation. So I just wanted to kind of underline those pieces, Annie. So one thing I'd like to make clear is when V said that at the end of phase one, what we'll do is we'll reevaluate, we'll see if we've accomplished what we want. The we that we're using is you guys 
and the people on the team and even the community and anyone else involved. I just wanted to make that we clear that that we is you guys too. You're looking at is this, is this, are we accomplishing what we want? Are we ready for the next phase? What do we want to tweak? What do we want differently? So I just wanted to make that clear. Um, one of the other larger components of this is our recommendation to create a commission coordinator position. And um, this would basically be a point person that uh, would really kind of be a facilitator, be somebody who is, um, you know, doing some of the um, coordinating aspects, you know, local activities, events, working with city staff, working with city commissioners, making sure that um, things are running smoothly, that there's communication. Um, as things start to take hold, there's gonna be a lot of things to keep track of. There's gonna be a lot of, um, you know, events or people or meeting notes or, you know, those kinds of things. Um, and so that person would, we would recommend um, be a part-time employee of the city and um, actually be housed in the Department of Equity and Human Rights, working closely um, with the equity director um, who's behind me. <laughs> um, and we feel that that is a position that would be a really strong aspect of moving forward so that it's not, because there's, there's lots of commissioners, there's you know, gonna be different aspects, fact-finding, truth-telling, reconciliation aspects of it that you, I think anybody who's ever done project work understands that you need to have a point person. Like you need to have somebody that's like helping run the show, um, regardless of how many things are going on. Uh, and then housing that in the city we feel is important because you are a commission of the city. Mm -hmm. And so it would make sense that whoever is closely working with you isn't actually a private consultant, but actually is city staff and potentially just at a part-time position. So um, that is our recommendation. Did I leave anything out from that part? I would also just add to just thinking uh, in the future, or no, we're not there yet, but having that be housed um, in the city, what that does for future TRCs that want to be city-based and a commission, that this is where y'all should start, right? Um, you guys are obviously paving the way for so many things, but this too can be helpful in if another city wants to do something like this, start with some of these pieces in place. So it's, it's also just kind of another thing to highlight that marriage between the city and the commission from the get-go for the future. Um, so the scope that we have set out before you, as we just talked about, was in two phases, but we really are tying it to the three charges. So um, given in the resolution, which is truth-telling, fact-finding, and healing and reconciliation. So the um, Think Peace will lead the truth-telling part of things, Kearns and West will lead the fact-finding aspect of things, and then our healing and reconciliation partners will help lead that aspect of the, the charge. Um, and you can also see that as we are talking about teams, we are including you all, city staff, local partners, community members, as Annie had talked about. So whenever we're saying we, we really mean we <laughs> um, throughout all of this. So you see that phase one, we do have that broken out into three months. Uh, we think that uh, starting out with heavy amounts of education, much like some of the conversation that was had when Eduardo and David Raglan were here, a couple of weeks ago, um, but having more formalized, you know, education trainings happening. Um, and then also some of the data collection, uh, starting to get that underway um, with Kearns and West. And then for the 
uh, healing and reconciliation team, um, we had talked with local Native partners to start forming um, Iowa healing circles. And so that's what those would be, would be the time to create those. And th that's never been done before. So it'd be something new. Um, well, so that's all kind of happening at the same time, those three months that's sort of happening. And then we, we do that pause, evaluate, did we get to where we want to get to before we head on to the next thing? And, and in there, we do have a presentation to city council so that city council is in the loop formally. We think that would be important and you see the progress evaluation. How about that? I would add in there too, that you'll see it um, in the healing reconciliation. There's also the strategic planning and the strategic doing. And yeah. so for those who are familiar with strategic doing or, or not yet, if this plan goes and it happens, like get excited, strategic doing so fun, um, but it also moves us forward in a way that again, pulls on these entities that aren't here yet for them to see a role in action and doing. And they're like, oh, that's what we do. Okay, come do it with us. So that part, as you can see, I'm vibrating. I'm excited about that. But I know there have been folks who talked about that. Where's our strategic plan? And that's wrapped up in those first three months as well. Yeah, I think that was important. Uh, phase two would then kick off and obviously would be a continuation of fact-finding. And I know um, Kearns and West, that is a, a very in-depth process and they have it outlined in their budget. Um, I don't know, Larry, if you wanted to say some things about the fact finding um, and David, if you wanted to say anything about the truth telling. Well, thanks V and uh, <clears throat> hi everybody. I, I think, you know, certainly we're excited to be associated with the fact finding elements of uh, this work. And I think the, background material you have is, um, you know, fairly straightforward. I think what we've come to understand about the best way for our team to function is um, for us to be able to, you know, lend expertise where we have it. Um, and, and that relates to the sort of dispassionate, um, but important um, uh, compilation of the, the facts and the data that are important to you all as you do your work. And so just to be clear, fact-finding and truth-telling are, are distinct activities in the way that we have laid this out and truth-telling <clears throat> would fall into the hands of, or would be under the leadership of the facilitation guidance of, of ThinkPeace because as I'm sure he could tell you himself, uh, Dave Ragland is a nationally renowned expert in that space, having helped, in, uh, helped orchestrate Ferguson, Missouri's work and uh, has done this work elsewhere. And you all know Eduardo Gonzalez's uh, global expertise as well in that space. So what we're intending to do is determine exactly what it is that you all want to have found and then help with the finding and then help with the analysis of those findings. And, and I just want to underscore help with not, not do meaning it, it's, it, we don't see it as our role to tell you these are, this is what all this means, but to offer some, um, some analysis, some summary where it's helpful and then to facilitate dialogue around um, how you'd like to incorporate those facts that have been found into your eventual recommendations to, uh, to Iowa City. But yeah, I'm happy to go on, but I think that that probably covers it. Thank you. And um, good evening, you all. This is a, a pleasure to be here. Um, and I'm so glad to see you again and, um, and see all that is happening. And I just wanna, uh, 
add on to what Larry was saying. Um, they're two distinct processes and also connected. And um, our our work in truth telling is um, supporting the community and and co we think co developing um, a hearing structure uh, and process um, that's also connected to and supporting the healing of folk um, that are experiencing continuously uh, experiencing trauma so that they're not re-traumatized. And so, so this is, a, I think, a, a really important role. And, and also that the truth telling isn't just the public facing testimony structure, but also um, community healing events and private conversations that can be recorded given uh, people's current level of traumatization uh, and so on and so forth. Um, but we're so happy to be here in conversation with you all and, and be supporting uh, this extremely important um, uh, work that you all are initiating and, and um, um, have uh, moving forward, so. Yeah, so you can see in that phase two, we do dig more into the truth-telling hearings, private um, interviews and things like that. So that's a bit more robust on that. And as I'm sure the fact-finding will be as well. Um, and then of course, we'll still be hosting then at that point, the, the circles, the healing circles and, um, and that. And then again, you'll see the recommendations, which we would all be working together on. Um, for moving forward and presenting that to city council. We, we propose two phases. This may be two of five, this may be two of two. I mean, there's really no way to know, but I think that what this does is at least gives, um, you know, a bit of a pathway to taking those first steps uh, that feels maybe more manageable. Um, you can see as you kind of dig into the proposal more, a little bit more of the details for each of the um, entities, uh, what Think Peace will be doing, Kearns and West, you know, that public educational training up front, facilitated conversations and things like that. And certainly we have everybody here. So if you have questions about what do each of these processes um, in these phases involve, certainly can answer that to the best of our abilities. Um, but, you know, this, this is a little bit different than what you've been proposed to with before. Um, and then when you look at the budget, uh, we did try and the electronic version has separate tabs for each of the entities. So that it's very transparent. We want it to be as transparent as possible as to, you know, how much, who is getting what, at what rate, those things are public knowledge. Um, but then you can see the table that is printed out uh, the separate entities, we tried to make it as legible as possible in terms of how much each phase was and then like a total and then how much each percentage was going to each organization, just so you could see kind of what the breakdown was, that it's not just one lump sum, there's no curtain there, um, and that we could answer any questions forthright. Um, so that is what we have, and mm -hmm. I will pass it on to my colleagues. I would also add, and I know uh, started saying this, but linking it to what Mel had said too, this and, and what Annie said in the past as well, this is a draft. So mm -hmm. if you guys are like, what's that? That needs to go. Yeah. We'll be like, okay, well, we'll tell you what it is. And then you can talk about it and then maybe it needs to go. And then it goes. Um, I like being in draft mode because it takes the pressure off of perfection. 
and that white supremacy culture and all those things. So I'm always in a draft mode. Um, but I also think it's important to normalize that we can make these changes. And again, that we is all of us. Uh, I think it's so important what Amal said, and, and it sounds like Eduardo supported bringing that to the city council and, and bringing them into the we as well. Um, so I just want to, again, underline, this is a draft. Yeah. And I just want to add, when, when this proposal was brought last time, there weren't specific numbers. So I'm just reiterating what has been said. The specific numbers for any given organization or any given task are there. And we really do hope that you will look that over and say, what about this? This is, this is where you get to have those questions and begin to have the input and change and shape what you want. Thank you all. Um, <laughs> this has just been such a journey, but I, um, I'm very thankful for the journey because every time we, as a commission, receive a proposal, I think it's just better and better and better. Um, and so it's really encouraging and, and, and clarifying to see um, it broken down this way. And it, I think it really does um, play into the strengths of the folks that we've kind of rallied together um, and who have stepped up to the plate, really. Um, so thank you. One, um, I just wanted to follow up on the TRC Commission Coordinator position. Um, I, I, I um, Philosophically, I, I kind of feel like the commission should be the bridge between um, our facilitators, the community, and um, the city. Um, and I also don't know, like, how long it would take to hire someone for that position if they would like put out an RFP and then this just delays everything further. I, I just wanted to see if you had any more kind of specifying like how you envision that going. Yeah, so that one, it's it's kind of two pronged. One is it creates that, that connection. Two, it also allows for me to put myself in there. Due to my spouse being a city employee with the fire department, the city's unable to contract with Banjo Nits Empowerment. It's a it's so a way for me to stay as part of the team and also run lead and point in a way that um, is governed and dictated by you all and the entities. This is the position we'd carve out. We would be making, uh, I don't know the right words for it, um, the ask, the suggestion that the city consider if possible bypassing some of their bureaucratic stuff to get this ball going. The other piece in there too, that's important to note, that's not captured here, is um, personally, I'm willing, if there is a bureaucratic process, I'm willing to be in that position as a volunteer so that there's not lag time being that point. Um, I think it's important that it is me because it allows me to stay on the team. It also, it allows me to stay on the larger team um, and continuing to run point that in some ways I've already been doing. Um, so it allows me to do that work. And if it goes to the city, it also allows me to be paid. Through Banjonet's empowerment, I would not be paid. Okay. Um, so that would be that would be part of it. I don't know if you guys have anything else to add or uh, Larry or David, if there's anything you all wanted to add to that piece. The only thing I'll say in addition to that is um, that the numbers that you are seeing for the healing partners don't include Angie. So I didn't want you to think that there was double counting okay. uh, for her time, but the hours are in there so that you can see what we would estimate the hours of that person. Um, and so that's kind of, yeah, just to clarify that even further. I wonder if we would like 
Um, I know that we're not voting on sort of approving this as a recommendation or approving this proposal to send to city council, but I wonder if it would be good for us to have um, this position. First of all, thank you for clarifying that. That's really helpful. Um, I think it'd be helpful for us to have like this as a separate um, proposal that's like not included in this sort of facilitator proposal. Um, and, and that way you can kind of uh, make a suggestion of, you know, how many hours um, and what your um, quote would be and things like that. So those are my thoughts for right now. So I'm a, I'm a little worried that if we like separate this position with the broader proposal that the, the underlying theme or mantra of every part is integral might get lost because it sounds like this position is kind of the keystone here. Like it's gonna bring everything together. Um, am I? In yes. Okay. So Angie would be this person. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you. It's all together now. We weren't sure how to put it in the proposal, I'll be honest. <laughs> It's a lot of like, you know, uh, explaining. So we wanted to put it out there and then have a discussion. And I would just add to that in conversations with the city attorney and um, the city in general, this was the path forward, um, allocating like grant money and then being uh, utilized for banjo nits or being hired by one of the other entities, all those would still be conflict. And this being actually employed was the only route um, that would allow me to stay on board and be paid. So would it be clearer if it just stated like we already have the person? So it's not like we're going to have to hire someone or um, request proposals or something like that. I, I don't know if that was part of the concern with how long it could take. Yeah. I, that's something I feel like Stephanie might, you know, that answer, if that's like a possibility, like if we go to them with this proposal with having Angie as the coordinator, coordinator um, would there need to be a hiring process, even if it would be through your office? This is my opinion, so I'm not saying it's fact. I, I think if it's a city position, I think it would have to be advertised to everyone. I think if um, Angie was hired for one of the other firms that are involved, then that's a different story because then she's not a city employee. If that makes sense, like the, the, the money would be paid to it would be part of the proposal for one of the firms to, to be the, the person, the agency that hires the person. But I'm pretty sure with the union and stuff, I think you have to advertise positions. I don't think you can just kind of set aside a position for a specific person. Okay. Yeah. That was my concern a little bit too, that you couldn't just hire a person and then ask others to say, well, you didn't advertise this. You didn't let other people have a chance to do this. So that was my concern too. I think that's, um, and I want to let you go, Larry, because I saw you unmuted yourself a couple of times. But I think this is one of those things um, that would be good to have a broad discussion about with council um, while the city attorney is there and everything. Um, so, yeah, go ahead, though, Larry Bear. <laughs> Thanks, Chair. Um, just affirm 
you know, strong support for having Angie, you know, in a, in a vital part of our team's orchestration of this work. And so, you know, want to express a willingness to explore any and all options to make that happen. Um, and especially, you know, make sure that we're, you know, fully compliant with all relevant regulations as it relates to, you know, posting of positions and contracts and such, but uh, I'd be hard pressed to imagine a way for any of us to do this work without Angie. So I just wanted to make sure that was underscored. I just had a question. Um, if we propose this as like an ad hoc position, temporary position, does that change anything, Stephanie? Do you know? Not if they were employed by the city. Okay. Uh, so how long could we get an RFP out? It, it wouldn't be an RFP. It would just be a job posting. It would be uh, a position okay. posting. Yeah. Could it be a 24-hour position posting? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I have not seen that. One, one question that I have for uh, Larry. Um, back in the day, um, uh, as part of the, the maybe first proposal or second proposal, depending on what you want to count, um, there, there was someone on your team that was Iowa City-based and who is kind of going to be your Iowa City um, arm. Um, and I want to know where that sort of position stands and if, um, if there would be a possibility to sort of rework this such that um, Angie in this position was hired under Kearns and West. I absolutely think that's a possibility, uh, Commissioner. Um, in answer to the question of where it is, you know, we've, the local partners have taken leadership of the, the effort that we're putting forth. And so, they are the ones who have, you know, very thoughtfully looked for a way to, you know, ensure Angie's participation. So um, in, in, in asking where it is, I mean, that, that's sort of been absorbed into the way in which the local partners have very thoughtfully uh, framed this for us. So it, Angie's role in this would theoretically be the kind of role we imagine in that proposal. And I would say certainly our firm is is open to exploring a way for that to, to come under our banner, if that would be um, consistent with, you know, regulation and policy and, and everybody's comfort. Yeah, um, just to clarify too, from the, um, the city attorney conversations, the conflict is anyone who's employing me, uh, the funding that would be allocated for that from the TRC budget is city. And so that, couldn't be a position created specifically for me. Um, and again, we can have uh, Eric, the attorney in here, uh, but we've, we've beat that a few times with different forces and mallets. Um, I can't be hired on. And when we were first exploring that, my preference would have been to hi be hired on by one of the local entities, um, just because we have that rapport and relationship. And even that was not possible. So it's frustrating. Um, but maybe having more clarity, but as I understand it, you couldn't hire me on through any entity knowing that the city funding is going to be paying for me. And so like my concern is we face so many roadblocks when it comes to this situation. So I just want to be sure, you know, in whatever way that you're hired or you're being utilized, that is, the legal, I mean, just the right way, because I don't want city officials or other people to use that as another roadblock for us because we've 
We just want to facilitate. We face many roadblocks when it comes to this topic. And so we need to just be sure. And, and I definitely welcome you in any capacity, Angie. So I just want to be sure because I'm sick of the roadblocks from city officials when it comes to this. Um, Larry, I have a question. I had written some of these questions down. Um, first of all, can you change the way that your graph looks so that it doesn't look like one word every line? Yes. <laughs> Print and waste so much paper. Apologies. I'm just kidding, but, um, oh my gosh. Okay. So on... One E, it's a uh, client coaching slash conflict management and recommendation. Um, I'm, I know like the, the recommendation part, you guys have kind of spoken about like where we were kind of taking a step back and like assessing, um, is the client coaching like us and what would that coaching at, at the end of phase one look like? Yeah, sure. It's a great question. I mean, I think in general, we budget time like that so that, for example, a commissioner who wants to know how to do something and we're not having a, a formal meeting about it can pick up the phone and call us and, and talk about that. Um, so it's hard to predict given all of the strategic doing that we're intending to do at the beginning of this process to know exactly where that need would lie. We just wanted to make sure that we were allotting the time on our side to enable us not just to be at scheduled meetings of either, you know, the facilitation team, the city or the commission, but also be available to commissioners and staff and others who are involved in this work to be able to, you know, offer advice where uh, we think it would be helpful, whether that be based on the way in which things are communicated to the community or, sources of, of data to collect during fact-finding or liaison roles that we might be able to play between the commission and, and um, sources of information in the community. Um, it, it'll vary and it's hard for me to predict, but I mean, yeah. it's there for us to be able to just have interactions that are less programmed and scheduled than a, a commission yeah. would be. No, that, that definitely makes sense. Um, what's up? Um, so we're wondering if it's possible for the spreadsheet to be put up on the screen so everyone can have access to it during this conversation. The tabs aren't printed. Oh, yeah. Um, that would just be... It's just the narrative. Right? Yeah. Um, and then, Larry, I just had a couple of more questions for you. Um, so I'm assuming that you're the senior facilitator? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Then who is the senior associate? and project coordinator? To be, to be perfectly candid, we're still um, working to identify that person. You'll recall that when we first began this conversation, we had enlisted my colleague, uh, Sarah Omar, and my colleague, Kyle Vint, uh, to be our partners. Um, I'm delighted to say Sarah has uh, taken a position with NYU Abu Dhabi and is leaving uh, Kearns and West on Friday to take on that role. And Kyle uh, has assumed other uh, project responsibilities in the interim. And so I certainly have um, a few key team members um, whom I've spoken with about this, but I think we wanted to make sure we understood the, the spoke of, scope of the work that we're going to be doing before we made any specific uh, assignment. But, but I would say there is a senior associate in our firm uh, who 
is very excited to potentially join this team and assist with this work. Perfect. Um, and then uh, a follow-up question to that, would those, uh, the person who would, the people who would fill those positions, would they be amongst uh, that like packet from the first proposal that you gave us that had kind of like all of your bios and oh, stuff like that? Actually, actually, the person that I have in mind um, is someone who has joined our firm in the last couple of months, but brings uh, a wealth of experience that's relevant to the TRC's work. So the answer is it wouldn't be in the original packet, but I'd be more than happy to furnish that information to both you and the council uh, whenever appropriate. Yeah, they deserve a page. Yes, they do. They do. <laughs> maybe even two pages. Um, and then this is maybe like a silly last question, but in one B, um, what is burn tracking? <laughs> that is a uh, lovely bit of consultant speak, and it essentially just refers to um, something that actually has proven to be very important in this kind of work. And it's just making sure that we're tracking the percentage of the allotted budget and time as we go. So for example, if we've said such and such a project, part of the project will take you know 40 hours and it's trending towards taking uh, 50, 60 or more, we want to alert the client, which is you all, um, so that we can make sure to calibrate accordingly, either back off of doing some of that work or agree we're going to continue and maybe reduce work in another area and just calibrate, but not get to the last minute uh, and, and be, you know, in a, in a tight spot. Okay. Um, and then just my very last thing I'm going to say um, is I hope that we'll be able to talk about this to council on August 2nd. Um, I just wanna give you some prep because um, I think they're probably gonna have the most questions about the scope of work that Kearns and West does. Um, just because that's kind of, I mean, people don't know what you guys do the way we do or have taken that time. So I just wanna make sure that you know that a lot of, um, I hate the word pressure, but, um, you know, they're probably going to hold your feet to the fire about some things during the conversation. Um, so I just want you to be prepared for that. No, I appreciate that. And, and I just want to tell the commissioners, you know, as it relates to the allocation of how we may do this work, we're, we're very open to conversations that may evolve that. Um, the, the most important thing to us is that this move forward as one of the commissioners said. And so if our role changes as a result of that, you know, we're, we're, we're willing to, to go down that path. Um, and so we look forward to that conversation for sure. Okay. Um, Sorry, we just wanted to pull up the, the full um, proposed uh, yes. budget so everybody could see, because I think that was that team totals is what is in the packet. Mm -hmm. But then um, just wanted to make sure everybody was able to see that we do have, you know, all of the numbers lined up. I do want to just point out a few differences. <laughs> so um, think piece, if you click on that tab, is actually a monthly allocation of time. So like, for, if you look at row three project manager, um, their unit is monthly. So he's saying 25% of the monthly, you know, like week, week hours. <laughs> uh, that's what that is saying. So they're saying about 25% of their workload that month will be focused on the TRC. That is different than how Kearns and like everybody did it differently. And so we didn't want to, you know, change how people were doing it. But then as you, um, sorry, no, that's okay. I just wanted to show. So on think piece, uh, 
you'll see uh, they have their travel expenses in there. And then we have it broken out what it would be monthly. The phase one is three months, phase two is four months, and then the total. So tried to keep it again, very simple. Um, and Kearns and West uh, also has, you know, they're very detail oriented, which is fantastic. Um, and then also wanted to point out assumptions. So this is something that definitely, you know, commissioners should look at um, column G just to get a sense of like how Kearns and West is thinking about doing this and what it what it means, uh, what it includes. And then as you scroll down, you'll see they've also accounted for travel time and then um, a final number. So um, that was phase one, and then we had phase two, and then we added them together. So um, our native partners that we've been working with, um, we allocated $125 an hour for them. Uh, that was based on uh, really, if you're looking at professional services, that's actually a, a going rate as you can see with some of the other professional rates uh, that are presented in this proposed in this combined proposal. So we wanted to honor their time and expertise and there are three of them. So that's why we put those three together and it's very simple. We have the same amount of hours as they do. Um, we also wanted to make sure that they had time in there for final recommendations. Um, so you can see it's broken out phase one and phase two and then total. Ours is allocated um, per person um, so you'll see like how we did, we also did sort of um, some allocation as to how much we thought per month we would um, be working. And then we subtotal that. We have phase one uh, monthly total that includes actually these not monthly expenses. That's a very technical term, by the way, not monthly <laughs> expenses, um, which really were, you know, just city council presentations um, some evaluation, some of the final recommendations, obviously that's not gonna be monthly, and then the strategic doing session um, slash strategic planning. So those were the, that, those totals, you'll see phase one, phase two, and then a total total. Um, but we also wanted to show that the phase two also includes some presentation and, and a lot of time focused on recommendations. So just full transparency there, that's where those, uh, those numbers came from. And then you'll see the team totals is what's printed out in your packet. And if I did the math right, these should still link. Yes, okay. <laughs> so quick question, if I'm reading this correctly on your healing partners tab on line two, um, that's what you're saying your paying pay rate is? Correct. Okay. Which is why you see TRC coordinator uh, was um, Angie Jordan and that's zero dot. But we kept her hours. Um, I was wondering, um, when can we get like a, because I know that we do drafts, so when can we get like a final version of this? And so we can look at it and see it because that's what I was saying. And then <laughs> I need to go to my vision appointment, so I can't see it all the way up there. <laughs> okay. um, <laughs> and so I was wondering if we can get a final version of it because like I was saying, I do not want city officials to have any reason to try to pick out something in this and try to turn it down, reject it because we deserve this. So, yeah. and I don't want them to have any reason. So please, you know, like just make sure you work on it, perfect it, get all the things checked out, you know, check with city attorneys and things you can check with. Hey, please Eric, get it. I, I had made a suggestion that we do a meeting with city council before they even submit a final one so that yeah, city council yeah. can ask their questions and do all of that. Okay. So um, yeah. 
I know that you're really worried, but that's, yeah, <laughs> I am too. So that's why I'm making sure that that's happening before a final is submitted so that they can get questions out of the way and concerns out of the way. Because rejection has been a common thing. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I don't want to go through it. Also, if, if council rejects this proposal, it's not one person's fault. Like, yeah, we, we, no, I, I know that, but I just, that's a lot of pressure. I was like, oh, <laughs> no, I, I'm not saying one person. I'm saying as a whole, the as whole group, proposal yeah. is it, all of us. Yeah. I just want to. This is one of the, you know, this is this explains a lot. I like it. You know, just reading it, just reading the overview of it. I like it. So. I just hope that it works. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate the avenues for transparency. Right. Um, like the presentations to council, uh, really opening it to the community, like talking about how it's a draft for all of us. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's just like finding that sweet spot that leaves council with nothing but to. Right. That's why I'm that's why I'm saying my concerns, because, you know, our confidence level about something that they're going to approve has dropped dramatically. So I, I would also just again, like to reiterate, we hope that you all as as a TRC, maybe even before you engage with council, just take a good hard look at this and figure out what it is you like and want. That's what I'm saying. And like what you're saying, but even before city council sees it, because this should be about you all. Right. Uh, we've done our best to draft it. It won't be final until you guys get it there. And then again, getting it like you're saying before council, before council votes on it. Um, but I just want to reiterate, there's no final draft here tonight for right. you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I want to look over it. I mean, yeah, so, please do. so we can look at what we wanted. And be, but so far it's what we need. <laughs> Um, I just want to say, first off, thank you all, as everyone's saying, for the transparency. I think that was my biggest question concern last time, and you all went above and beyond listing everything in detail. So I really appreciate that. And I want to also commend you, Angie, for just starting off with this is not about perfection. And I think that really opens us up to really making this a community effort and really igniting that unity that we've been talking about. So I am looking forward to if we move the discussion to just go talk to city council so they can can tell us what they do and do not like, just like we're going to do it so we can work on this together. So I think right. this is a good first step. And I want to thank everyone up there too, um, Larry and, and David Raglan as well. So thank you all for making this happen. It's giving a little bit more hope. <laughs> I want also to add my thanks to everyone, David, Larry, Angie, and our local groups for all the work you have put in between the last time we were to go to the council and now, and moving us forward in giving us a timeline that is very clear and also dividing the work into the three sections that's taking shape such that the way it's looking is if this whole team were to be replaced by, I know it's not going to happen right now. If it happened, somebody would be able, there's something to pick up from that is very clear, such that the work is having a life of its own. It is independent on us who are sitting here and what we've done. And that's something very, very great to have something that somebody can come and continue. Thank you for clarifying that. And then because we are working with the constructive 
feedback we got from the council and the community, I admire how you have used it. And uh, because one of the, the two biggies that came back was uh, where the locals or why and the locals are the lead. You've reworked that, thank you very much. And the other thing has also been all that money, that was something that came back. And then the third reorganization that has stood out for me is uh, instead of just going to the city council with the recommendation, uh, making them part of the discussion and the community such that Iowa City belongs to all of us in Johnson County. So we are all sitting down so such that there's not the community sitting out there and seeing you people, the othering. It's, it's our circle, it's our village. So thank you for reworking that and going there such that uh, uh, we are reducing the constructive feedback when we go on August 8th and sit all of us with the council even if they're the council, they're the elected leaders of our city, at the same time, they are part of us and they are part of the, they are, they are also discussing this with us. Uh, with that, I will stop and thank you very much for personally getting a lot of clarity and, uh, and very clear work as we move forward. Thank you. Um, I just awesome, realized, Jasper. I just realized that we didn't do public comment. Um, I don't know if there's anything in the chat there, Stephanie, in case. Also, just for clarity, we are going to have a work session with the uh, city council, correct? It's not, it's not a 100% go thing. I have to talk to Mayor Teague and make sure that it's, it's a go. Um, if there's anyone from the public that wants to speak. Anyone in here? Okay. Um, is there anything else anyone wants to say regarding this um, proposal? Uh, I think the next steps for us are to um, reach out to folks at Kearns and West, reach out to the folks um, our local entities um, and get clarifying questions answered um, and things like that. Just get to know this and read this um, and make sure you write your questions down. Um, and I think it's really important to also reach out to council members and your close friends and let them know like the amazing work that you've been doing, how resilient you've been throughout the last year and a half, two years. Um, but with that, I'm gonna thank you guys. Um, is Dave Regland, Still there? Because I kind of need your help with the last agenda item. Sure, I'm still here. Hi, Dave. Um, so our last agenda item is the Declaration of Principles. Um, and I want to make this like as quick as possible. Um, but it was something that Eduardo had spoken um, about while he, uh, you guys were here. And I'm not sure if I sent this to you, but currently we have a mission statement um, it says, who are we? 
Our commission represents a collection of citizen activists from diverse backgrounds calling on the Iowa City community to account for their history of racialized oppression. We are individuals who are committed to structural change, truth-telling, healing trauma, and repair. We share in common a vision for an equitable and sustainable community free of violence and systemic racism. We believe the time has come to foster change. Our mission, the Iowa City Ad Hoc Truth and Reconciliation Commission is committed to implementing and sustaining grassroots community-centered truth-telling processes to address past and present instances of both direct and indirect actions of violence, discrimination, and racism in Iowa City. We will collect testimony from a variety of institutions, including but not limited to schools, housing providers, government officials, healthcare, banking institutions, and law enforcement. Um, and so I kind of was hoping that you would be able to kind of do a quick um, synopsis of what uh, Eduardo had kind of stocked talked about in regards to um, a declaration of principles and if this was like something you thought that was similar or. Um... I, I think that's helpful. I, I do. So the declaration of uh, principles or intent essentially shares as an outward statement to the community. What is the focus of your process um, of the truth telling uh, that's going to happen in your community. So it, it serves as a way to uh, encapsulate and kind of share like the focus, um, any, any uh, some of the values that are important as you all are doing this process. And it sounds to me like that statement is headed uh, in that direction. And I'd love to spend some more time looking at it. And I can share some other examples of what other communities have done as well. Yeah, I would love that. Um, you can email those examples directly to Stephanie and then Stephanie can get them sent out to all of us. All right. um, so I want you guys to think about that, be on the lookout for um, that email um, and also see, Google yourself what like, you know, declarations of principles are like. Um, but yeah, I feel really great about today's meeting. Um, <clears throat> we can talk about the tasks for outreach later. I kind of pretty much said it at the end of the talk about the facilitator proposal. Um, is there any announcements that commissions members or staff want to make? I, I was just going to make a quick one that the, when the Excel sheet was, um, shared to a PDF that lost the other pages. So I apologize for that. And I will get that corrected and archived with the packet so that anyone who wants to see the full Excel document will be able to do so if they just click on the link to the packet. Don't let it happen again, Stephanie. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I can see Mohammed's hand up, up here. Oh, Mohammed, go ahead. Yeah, uh, just a few quick things. Um, one, just wanted to clarify one piece uh, about the news story from last week about my resignation. There's a line in there about how I said that um, racial injustice wasn't a main focus of mine. And I just wanted to clarify that statement of, I don't believe it was in direct quotes, but if that is what I'd said, that's not what I had actually meant. It was more of that it isn't my only focus and that I have many things that I have on my mind and many things that I'm doing. 
So just want to make sure that that is misconstrued uh, and on the record. And additionally, I just wanted to say that uh, Commissioner Cliff Johnson uh, is bringing back uh, the state, a state boxing tournament to Iowa and we'll be holding that in October. I think it'd be something really great to uh, get some support out there for. So just saying it early now as uh, you know, it's, it's further out and, you know, football season and things get in the way, but just want to get the word out about that now to keep that, keep that going and hopefully grow it even more over time. With that, I yield the floor. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, I am coordinating a four part uh, series for the uh, University of Iowa Department of Psychiatry. The Met, uh, it's our second annual mental health equity grand round series. Um, so it'll be um, live on Zoom on Tuesdays um, in August, and I can make sure that the commissioners have the link and the schedule for that. You're more than welcome to join as community members. Um, and But uh, if you're not able to make it during the times, then um, most of the recordings will be available online afterwards. So look out for another communication from me about that. Um, I just want to say that in two weeks, there are going to be a couple events. <laughs> um, one is our a national night out event that a lot of organizations are collaborating on for the uh, southeast side of Iowa City. It's going to be humongous. It, uh, if you don't know about what national night out is, it is to um, encourage a local um, emergency services to um, engage with the public. And, you know, as what we are tasked for our commission, I think it's very fitting that we just go out and support and get people to engage with each other. So um, that is going to be on August 2nd over at Weatherby Park from six to eight. And then um, my organization is doing something similar, but it's a back to school bash where we're giving out backpacks to at least 200 kids over um, on the other side of town um, on August 4th from 430 to 630 at the Pheasant Ridge neighborhood center and then on a side note and personal note i am going to be in a new uh in a musical coming up and i want to invite everyone out because there's not a lot of representation from people of color that go in and enjoy the art so it's little shop of horrors it's gonna be in september i'll get the dates at another meeting so i yield um i have one announcement uh so last saturday um, was the national rollout of 988. Um, and if you don't know what that is, 988 is the new crisis um, hotline number. If you remember the crisis, the suicide hotline um, is a really long 800 number. Um, now it's 988. You are immediately directed to a crisis counselor um, who is able to talk to you about, um, you know, some of the things that you're dealing with, um, as well as like assess and make a care plan. Um, along with being able to call, you can also text 988, which is really incredible. Um, and I know that Johnson County and the city and the nonprofit that I work for, um, we are trying to get training facilitated for our 911 operators um, to help divert those calls and train them which calls are 988 appropriate rather than having a police response right away. Um, I'm really proud of it. Um, there's been a lot of, you know, like misconstrued news about it going out. Um, Less than 2% of calls require 
law enforcement. Um, and the only time that we are ever trained to call law enforcement is when someone is actively doing something. Um, and most of our calls, I don't remember the exact quote. So if I don't get it right, please feel free to correct me. I want to say around the 80 percentile, um, the crisis has been averted within 20 minutes of talking to a crisis counselor. Um, it's available for anyone. I would encourage you to just tell everyone you know about it because this is something that's really cool. The nonprofit I work for is one of two locations in the entire state that um, is doing the phone lines. So I feel really proud to be a part of this progress. Um, I yield to the floor. So you said it's 988? Yes. Uh, okay, that's something that's an extreme resource for me. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, if there's no other commissioner announcement. I, oh. I just wanted to say that NISA African Family Services that I coordinate in the Eastern Iowa continues outreaching in Eastern Iowa so that people continue knowing that there's an African cultural specific organization for survivors of sexual violences. Uh, so for the, for the beginning of fall, we will be at the U of I outreaching so that people can know that if you're working with people who identify as African and they need a referral or they need an organization to work with, NISA is there. We will also, we are, this is in August, we are outreaching as soon as the college U of I uh, starts their 22-23 academic year and Kirkwood. And Kirkwood in, Lin, in Cedar Rapids has been very good to offer us uh, an office uh, for the next six months. Every Thursday from 1 to 7 p.m. we'll be sitting there and working with clients who may not have transport or any of our partners who uh, will be sitting there uh, every Thursday, 1 to 7 p.m. For, for the fall semester. And this Saturday, uh, the Johnson County Human Trafficking Coalition is having an outreach event at the Ped Mall and NISA is going to have a table for outreach and talking about our services and what we do. And this is very close to my heart, my being an African and an immigrant in Iowa City and knowing that we have between, we have a high population of Africans in our city and Johnson County and Eastern Iowa, yet very unseen. So that is very, it's a passion of mine too do what I am able to do and what I am qualified to do to make this population seen. Thank you. Well, I feel like I need to <laughs> make an announcement. So um, it's gonna be very warm this weekend. Please make sure you don't leave your kids outside. Don't leave them in the cars unattended. Same with your pets. Um, and also please take care of yourselves and each other make sure you're not um, getting lost in your activities and, and suffering heat, heat strokes. So please be safe, everyone. And drink water. 
Motion to uh, to adjourn. Second.